Hello and welcome to another episode of the 81 All Out podcast. Uh, I am AB Van, aka Ashoka. Uh, today we are discussing about uh, this year's Ranji Trophy. Uh, to do this, we have uh, I have with me Mahesh, aka Connor, and a special guest, Saurabh Samani, assistant editor at Crick Info. He is Saurabh underscore forty two on Twitter. He has covered uh, this year's uh, Ranji Trophy at an extensive and and excellent uh, uh, rate. So I think me and Mahesh were like insanely impressed, and we wanted to talk to him to know about his experiences on uh, on how he managed to pull this off. So welcome, Sora. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks so much, and thanks for that uh, very kind intro. <laughs> no, no, we were, we were, we were generally, we are, we are generally talking the other day, saying that uh, man, this year Ranji Saurav has been killing it. So, uh, so uh, because this year Ranji is uh, unique, right? Thirty-seven teams, yeah, yeah, one million matches. <laughs> it must have taken a lot. It must have taken a lot out of you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So actually, I didn't really uh, travel to too many places to cover it. but i did spend a lot of time following it online and whatever was there on tv a little bit um yeah so uh, it it took up a lot of time and obviously uh, takes up a little bit of mind space to keep track of what's happening because there's 17 matches going on every day uh for four days for nine rounds uh, 10 rounds so yeah that's uh, challenging Exhausting, even to to kind of keep track, like you say. I mean, I, I can imagine as a journalist, you need a little more rigor than as a fan. I can afford to miss here and there a little bit. Uh, but if you have to write like a big, three big stories of the Ranji Trophy uh, this season, what would you pick as the top three stories, so to say? If I had to write pick three, I mean, the biggest story is uh, Vidarbha repeating their triumph. Um, I think that is uh, the big. uh the big story of this year's the uh, ranji trophy if you have to pick just one okay. uh if i have to pick uh, two uh, one it's with the second one i would pick is a little interlinked it's uh, the new sort of system that came in and uh, linked to that is the reason why the system came in is because nine new teams came in okay. and uh, that made it just you know uh, this this huge huge uh, biggest ever ranji trophy in the history sort of thing uh, affair uh, and and so the the new system like uh, i'll just say it quickly in case people who listen are not aware how it worked was that uh, there were four groups but uh, the points of the first two groups were tracked equally in the sense they were in one table although they they didn't play each other nobody of group a played group b and nobody of group b played group a they played amongst each other but their points were tracked on the same table and the top 5 of those qualified for the quarter finals and then two teams from group c and then one team from the new guys and uh, this this sort of system has never been there i mean if you have 37 teams the most logical way to do it is you know 9 9 9 10 and two from each qualify but okay. the reason you can't do that here is because there is such an uneven strength uh between teams so so it will not be fair to do uh, 9992 and it will not be fair to distribute the new teams 
two to each amongst the rest also because that will lead to too many lopsided matches and uh, where one match is suppose rain affected then it affects uh, the whole standings in that group because basically that played group team is a guaranteed 7 point 7 pointer for all the others and if one team misses 7 points against them because of rain then that is also not fair Hmm. so there's this so i mean that's what i'm saying if you just look at the system uh, that they devised and go deep into why it was the way it was uh, that that itself is a big story for me because it, it brings out everything about uh, you know the complexity and the the scale of this year's ranji trophy and uh, well the third story since i'm from pondicherry it has to be you know the pondicherry I was waiting for that <laughs> Pondicherry getting a Ranji team and a Ranji Trophy ground. I mean, I would have never thought that would happen in my lifetime. So, thanks to yeah. Loda. Huh? Thanks to Loda. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So, did you did you manage to cover quite a few of the Pondicherry matches or? Uh... Yeah. So, I I did. Uh, I went for uh, as many as I could there, and that's how I could you know get some uh, uh, stuff on the new teams also, and. Oh. Uh, the good thing about the new teams is all of them have a fashion thing story so so yeah so it's how, almost... how do you see this uh, expansive format the, the i mean of course it's it's uh, it's partly forced by by the loda uh, committee's recommendations uh, yeah. but is it is it a progress that we we would have anyway made and we should we should be here in the sense do you see this uh, format sustaining um see i i would hope that this format doesn't sustain because that will mean uh, that you know the the parity between the teams is a lot more equal and you don't need this sort of convoluted format anymore this i think this is just force of circumstance that you have nine teams who are clearly not equal to any of the existing others uh, and then even amongst the 28 others you have Uh, different levels because even the amongst the twenty eight others we had played an elite not so long back and and there was a stark difference between them themselves uh, so it's it's a function of you know the drastic levels of difference between the top tier teams mid tier and then the lower tier teams so so do you, is this a function of the number of teams this year or Or are you saying that uh, a tired system may be a better way to go about this? See, uh, I think a tired system is definitely a fairer way. But one thing about a tired system is, uh, like, uh, okay, just. Uh, uh, no, I, just... I mean, uh, if you if you build in a relegation kind of thing, would that right. make it better? Uh, so, by relegation, you mean that. Uh, there will be let's say whatever uh, 25 teams uh, at the top and the uh, other 12 in another group or something like that yeah yeah something like that or 20 20 15 or some some 37 so, right so 22 15 or something like that right uh, so the thing is uh, i think that would be inherently a fairer competition but uh, what you are telling those 15 teams in the bottom is that at the start of the tournament itself they have no hope of winning the ranji trophy uh, or, or are you saying that they have a pathway like they can qualify from there and then reach the quarter finals yeah but see the point then is like you are anyways uh, anyways there is a quality difference between the top tier and the new teams right so right. instead of doing a 37 people fighting for one trophy 
the hmm. top 22 people get to play for the trophy while the bottom 15 try to get the top 3 spots like the three people from the bottom tier qualify yeah. for the next year uh, yes. whereas uh, the three people who are down in the 22 do not get to like, play the next year so correct correct no no so i understand what, what you're saying and i like i'm saying i think inherently i mean in a cricketing sense that would be the fairest system because of the difference in quality that is there between teams but uh, in a i don't know if it's the right word but in an ideological sense uh, do, is it is it something you want to do that uh, for a ranji trophy which has been there uninterrupted since 1934 uh, you know without stopping for a world war also and where every team has had the theoretical chance of winning the ranji trophy which is also how like a rajasthan won it for instance uh, do you want to put a stop to that do you want to say that okay some teams x number of teams next year onwards are not going to have even a theoretical chance of winning the ranji trophy but see the- i get i get what you're saying but my point then is like uh, uh, rajasthan won it because they have a history of playing it whereas a mizoram or a, or, or a sikkim or a meghalaya but but whether but didn't have a history till last year so yeah but they were they were a part of the setup right no the setup in the, i mean when you're talking about history that, you need to i mean look at kerala for instance last two years they've been pretty good so this uh, and the other problem the one is the winning the ranji trophy part the other thing is that there are substantial players cricket players who are part of these lesser teams hmm. uh, who will not have a shot at getting a national call at all because they'll always be seen as uh, second run citizens true true <clears throat> that used to happen a lot to the group c players earlier who uh, when, when when there was no group d no in the, so my point is this i i quite like the system although i can see what saurabh is saying in terms of its deficiencies but i quite like the system in the sense that almost every team had some theoretical chance of making it to the far end uh is that a fair system uh abenicio no uh, but i like the idea uh, i don't think this is sustainable but, but i like the spirit of this idea Uh, one one uh, one different idea that somebody in the game suggested to me uh, during the season was that maybe you could have started with all of these play group teams having age group cricket only you know up till under 23 they'll be playing all of that the coach bihar and vinu uh, monka trophy and all of that they'll be playing and uh, make sure that they play only that for 3 years and yeah. then after that Mm-hmm. put them in the ranji trophy because then in 3 years they would have had some sort of infrastructure systems in place and and a sort of a supply chain of cricketers coming through because things would have been set up towards that because the age group stuff was set up so <laughs> that was one idea uh, the the thing is when the problem the inherent problem here is that i think just the difference in quality between the top tier and the bottom tier when there is so much difference there is no actually completely ideal or completely fair system you have to just sort of make do with uh with the one that works best and you could see the the difference particularly even between the professional players versus the non professional exactly. in the play group 
Yeah. Uh, I was I was coming to that as well because Milan Kumar's record is is, yes. uh, is making head spin and uh, and there's a lot of debate on this. It's almost like an Adam Ojeda's argument about the pink ball cricket having different records. Uh, although I thought that was stupid, but there is a lot of relevance to this. Mm. Uh, did you watch any of Milan Kumar's innings like live? Uh, no, I couldn't watch a single one because none of the plate group matches were either on Hotstar or televised, and uh, I couldn't. Uh, and and uh, Sikkim didn't come to Pondicherry, so I, I, I couldn't watch that. Okay, okay. But I did see your, you, you you had interviewed him at some stage, is it? I did, I did. I spoke to him over the phone, yeah. Ah, okay, okay. So, what is your sense? Do you, do you think uh, these plate records should have like uh, an asterisk against them? Should they be not regarded as first-class records? or? No, I think not regarding them as first-class records is harsh. Hmm. The asterisks we don't need to put because I, my sense is it will anyway be there. You know, whenever people talk about it, they will always add like, but it was in the plate group, but it was against these guys, you know. Uh, I, I don't know how it will be, how it will be looked at 30 years down the line, but mm-hmm. whatever is being documented about Milin Kumar's season has sure. the, all of these, you know, disclaimers added in. But, uh, uh, Saurabh, the other yeah. sense of these kind of uh, stories like Milind Kumar, Yashpal Singh, even Tarwar mm. Kohli is that, uh, is that the uh, thing that people who do not get uh, an opportunity in the existing setup kind mm. of move towards the newer teams and there they find a good home where now they are like the linchpins of their teams. And it is more of a career, uh, a lateral career move than an aspiration towards records, right? It is It is also that story. Completely, completely. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's an aspiration towards record at all. I mean, uh, that might be whatever, 2 to 5% of it. Like for all of these professionals who went to the play teams, they went because they wanted to play and they were not getting a chance to play where they were, including Milind. Uh, Milind had a tough time getting to play in Delhi and Milind is actually a guy who should not have had a tough time getting to play in Delhi because, you know, he was a promising uh, guy. Why is that guy lost in the system? Why is that guy in a place where he can't even be picked in the squad? So, because the one word answer may be DDCA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just, I was just saying like in, in terms of yeah, a, general, a general thing that, you know, so a guy like that will definitely move to a team where, you know, he finds uh, a place to play. Let's talk a little more about Vidarbha because they've had a phenomenal season. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I was reminded of the tweet that uh, Faze Vazal had put up after the team for Australia was selected, where uh, he put a very caustic tweet saying, you know, I'll get back to playing Ranji Trophy or something like that. Oh. Obviously, obviously, kind of hinting at the fact that he's disappointed, not even being like in the reckoning of things for, uh, for national call. Hmm. I mean, he could have just been disappointed that not just he, but nobody in his whole squad was in the reckoning, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that I don't know. Because, so he, because a... he said that after winning the, the Ranji Trophy, mm-hmm. he said that, that uh, uh, I think a lot of people here uh, deserve to play for India and we have shown it by winning twice. Yeah, but Gurbani, to be fair, Gurbani did get an India A stint, if I remember right. Oh, yeah, uh, he, he got he regular chances with India. Because I have been following Gurbani more than most of these people. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, cup, not this season, the one before that, he was sensational. 
he was yeah. kind of the breakthrough vidarbha player uh, that was coming out more than the akshay uh, the sarvate the watkar wakre more yeah. than all of them put together this guy was coming ahead but this season tamo i think I, i i thought he lost pace if if he, if, if that is even possible right because he was a 131 high 120 130 bowler he had lost oh, yes. a dramatic amount of pace this season even from there yeah yeah he was never very pacey uh, but i don't know what has gone wrong this season so last season what happened is that he had a, a sort of uh, okayish uh, run in the league stages and then in the knockouts he suddenly just turned it on you know he was man of the match in quarter final semi final and final and each time he was like coming uh, he came with an outstanding performance in quarter finals and also and semi final and the final and uh, then he had he had a good run a bit after that also with india a where he picked up wickets there also then suddenly i don't know he lost it i i don't know why maybe uh, uh, i don't want to venture any guesses and all but uh, yeah he seems to have uh, lost something mm-hmm. yeah so uh, that and uh, the whole uh, jafar the, the whole fable now that is being built around chandrakant pandit himself like uh, he is the mastermind who has crafted two victories don't just a... two he came off two finals for bombay right before that yeah yeah no no after moving out of the bombay setup now now this team this vidarbha team which was not a force before and now he's taking over and with jafar in the team and those two guys being the old heads that are uh, crafting this uh, this trophy wins for the team i saw j- some uh, one jafar interview where he was talking about how chandrakant pandit got the kadu's attitude to vidarbha what is it about bombay players wherever they go they they just so full of themselves that they just think only <laughs> following the bombay system works for these guys like i, I remember sairaj bahutile was there for bengal for a while and you yeah. were saying i'm going to instill the kadu's attitude like what is it about bombay players i mean they have won more than anyone else right i mean jafar has won more titles than anyone other than bombay <laughs> i mean i know i mean but so, like, that word they just can't let go of it <laughs> i'm saying that as a huge huge uh, fan of bombay cricket and yeah. not even a fan i'm utterly envious of that system hmm <laughs> so what, what did you, what did you make of uh, Sarvate's season? Is that uh, I mean he had a phenomenal season and especially for a guy who who didn't even bowl in the semi-finals, he ended mm-hmm. up with like 55 wickets and a great performance in the final and and two dismissals of Pujara. I don't know when yeah. was the last time Pujara got out two cheap scores in both the innings of a, of a match to a spinner. Yeah, uh, I like the record. Yeah. <laughs> and like you wrote uh, he set him up right in the first innings he really really beautifully set him up and even in the second innings uh, he bowled beautifully is that like is but the, unfortunately he seems to be playing in an era where where ravi shastri thinks even ashwin cannot take his place for granted uh, yeah that is there you know like we uh, i mean after we go through these cycles no of uh, oh the land of spin and then oh what has happened to the land of spin the cupboard is bare and now again we have uh, more spinners than what we know to do with uh, yes uh, sarvate definitely see i think uh, i think india a should be guaranteed for sarvate you know given the season he has had <laughs> india a has to be guaranteed 
uh, although you you can never say because uh, you know Jalat Sachin has a couple of seasons like that and he never got to India. He's gotten him now, but uh, but hopefully winning the uh, the championship makes a difference. So Sarvate will get his uh, chances. Breaking into Indian team, uh, yeah, I mean so much depends on luck and all there, no. But at least I think he he needs to get uh, get on all the India tours as the. Uh, one of the first choice spinners so, so what is with this left hand uh, left arm revolution man that's happening with uh, because i i see all the top in this year's ranji is like left armers and and spinners at that again you know see two of those top five are ashutosh aman and gurinder singh who are from plate group so if you sort of exclude those uh then you you still have dharmendra jadeja and sarvate of course uh, so um, i i i think i asked uh, both of them this like why you know why are why is it that uh, left armers are getting so is that is just i think it's just because of the angle and because most batsmen are right handers and because we get more of a rough to work with and uh, that's it you know it's nothing more complicated than that So, what did you make of uh, Kerala's uh, season? Uh, I mean, uh, it was a fantastic season, and I thought they were the story of this uh, Ranji Trophy till uh, till Vidarbha kind of uh, uh, you know retained the trophy and became the story. Did the did a sh- little bit of sheen of their performance uh, was was it taken away by by the Krishnagiri pitch? Um, but ju- just because of that semi-final. Both no quarter-finals also. This guy complained. Quarter-finals, yeah. Both them complained about it, right? yeah yeah he did but you know in the i, I think in the semi finals they sort of uh, uh, should have done something about the pitch because uh, when you have an umesh yadav uh, opposite then even if you have been winning on pacey pitches you don't give him a pacey pitch uh, but i don't think it took the sheen off kerala season was actually very interesting uh, they had uh, in 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 some total they had a very good season and i mean their best ever season because they've never gone to the semi finals before uh, but like match by match it was uh, fairly up and down they would win one match with a bonus point and then lose the next pretty badly and then win the next one and then lose the next one and uh, and in 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 one match itself uh, i remember i forgot against who but they were all out for some 60 or something like that but in the second innings Vishnu Vinod when came and hit like for some 190 odd or something and they made, they managed to stretch the match into the last day uh, last but one session after being 60 all out in the first session which is in itself you know sort of a microcosm of their season they they lost that match eventually but yeah sort of were you the one on twitter who pointed out to Tanvir Ulhak when i was telling that uh, i'm mighty impressed by kerala pacers this season or was it someone else I don't remember, but I had a conversation where uh, I was saying that this is the one season that I'm following Kerala cricket for a change, and I was like impressed with Sandeep Warrior mostly, then uh-huh. also Nidish and uh, and Basil Thampi. Were you talking about uh, pace attacks? Just the, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. And you said uh, even uh, Rajasthan's Rajasthan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Aniket Chaudhary, uh, Deepak Chahar, and Tanvir Ullah. I don't remember, but were they playing pacey pitches in Rajasthan, or was it? No, uh, that's why I was more impressed with Rajasthan's attack, actually, 
because they were not playing only pacey pitches because rahul chahar also got like some 35 wickets now this year pankaj went off to pondicherry and uh, khalil ahmed uh, got selected uh, for india and kamlesh nagarkoti was injured and uh, so tanvir got like you know a proper long run nagarkoti i think uh, is having a fantastic career being injured rather than after that under 19 world cup right <laughs> yeah yeah he's had, had a lot of injury problems no i just mentioned nagarkoti's name to show that like you know there are so many pacers suddenly in rajasthan and natu singh natu singh didn't even get to play much natu singh at one time was supposed to be the fastest in india and all so we were talking about something about rcb came up which i thought was a good segue <laughs> to talk about uh, the yeah, yeah. semi finals uh and uh, all the controversy about uh, about uh, drs and and walking and pujara and sportsmanship and all that uh i'm i'm a little surprised that the second innings uh, generated a lot more uh, traction and uh, it, it generated a lot more extreme reactions and i'm sure you were uh, you had to face some of it on twitter when, when you yeah. wrote that <laughs> why don't you just run through what happened <laughs> no so just to answer the first question i think the second innings faced more fire because you know it sort of was built on the first innings angst the, and also because it became even more crucial right uh, if he had gotten out then then maybe karnataka would have won the match so uh, but yeah so I, the, the second innings thing like for me uh, i i i saw that live and uh, i saw it on replays and all that and then i went back and saw it on hotstar also mm-hmm. uh so the thing is uh, if you watch it on mute then you will actually think that there is no edge it's just a close call mm-hmm. if you watch it with sound then you will hear that uh, slight knock that mm-hmm. comes <clears throat> so uh, all i did was i wrote that uh, without hotspot or snickometer it is impossible to say with uh, 100% certainty that the sound was made by the ball hitting the bat only and nothing else you know it, because i mean you have to allow for the fact that it's the a coincidence could happen that just at that moment when the ball was passing a sound happened somewhere and the mm-hmm. the the mic picked it up mm-hmm. without hotspot and without snickometer you can't say for certain that's all i wrote but uh, uh, people didn't like that i think people who wanted karnataka to win didn't like that they were quite upset hello not just people who wanted karnataka to win people who are disappointed that uh, pujara did not live up to a certain ideal of being the next rahul dravid but dravid yeah. never walked no dravid has also stood his ground i don't understand this uh, think, uh, this uh, burden on pujara right now the, the dravid became a walker just because he walked on 95 on debut after that i think he was yeah Christian like a walker. So Pujara is always What? being measured against that kind of a uh, image, right? So had it happened to another batsman, maybe. No, no, no. Okay. If yeah. that's the case, I can understand the disappointment when he got out to Mithun in the first innings and he didn't walk. But second innings, he's already proven that he doesn't walk. Why are you disappointed now? <laughs> you you can be you know this much bad, but you can't be that much bad. Oh, okay, some... you've already done it once. At least don't do it the second time. <laughs> I mean, the way Vinay Kumar was appealing, I would have walked even if I didn't edge it. <laughs> Poor guy was pleading. He was behind the wicketkeeper at uh, by the time he finished appealing. 
dude yeah they were appealing for all sorts of things towards the end like when sheldon jackson got out and vasavada uh, and uh, pujara were playing they were appealing for all sorts of things because by then they realized okay this is not happening <laughs> might as well get one back by appealing louder yeah true i, I need to know your uh, i mean you apply all your journalistic wisdom and tell me what is the logic behind uh, you know shouting screaming rcb in a karnataka match i really don't know <laughs> and uh, so i got i got uh, some hate on twitter for that also because i pointed out that there was not a single rcb player actually involved in the match a, a current rcb player uh, in the whole squad in the karnataka <laughs> and in the 15 of saurashtra none of them were in the current rcb squad so i don't know why they were chanting rcb and anyway it makes no sense to chant rcb at a ranji trophy or a test match i mean you want an rcb chant when the ipl is going on it's great when an ipl is going on you know when an ipl match is going on uh, but it, it just sounds a little off to me when a ranji match or a, or an india test match is going on one other point i wanted to kind of talk about uh, is is uh, is this influence of ipl auction uh, which which happened midway through the tournament uh, and there were there were quite a bit of chanter about uh, the the passages of play around the auction time just before the auction time saying somebody is auditioning for the auction or something like that yeah. do you do you see that as a problem as a mainstream problem or just one of those little things that just happens and you can't control it see i think this year it just that the auction happened earlier right otherwise it generally happens after the season is over because uh, it happens in uh, or it happens after the season is over or when it's ending mm-hmm. the this year it happened in december otherwise it's in february or something yeah uh, and which is which is when it should i mean i think the auction should happen after sayed mustaqali but uh, i mean so they have to obviously schedule said mustaqali in such a way that you can hold the auction after it and have enough time also between the auction and the ipl uh, so i don't think it should be a problem i think it was just because of this year you know being a world cup year and all that and ipl being moved forward auction has also moved forward and i think it was just that you were talking about uh, the plate teams right so there are other few teams like assam uh, bihar Who, who don't do well even with the introduction of the plate teams right so so would it be fair that if we, if if they get relegated back to the plate teams uh, plate teams along with uh, like say arunachal pradesh or mizoram meghalaya bihar is already in that no bihar is there maybe you meant assam and tripura or someone um... yeah yeah because bihar came back this year right they, were... they came back in the plate yeah yeah so would that be a fair assessment i mean to cut even the plate i mean uh, group a and group b into a shorter bunch like one of the coaches was telling me that any system you come up with will have like some plus points and minus points for it but we have to stop changing the system so much because every year you have a different qualification system and uh, you pick a system and you just stick to it for 5 years and see you know how it works because you can't know after a year whether it actually works or not like before this they had uh, you know seven teams each uh, uh, of uh, 28 teams divided into seven each four groups and then before that the 28 teams were uh, 9 9 10 i think 
and then they suddenly in the middle brought in neutral venues and all so basically what you were saying is there's no consistency in in just the format itself so if they have picked this format no matter whatever reservations are there just continue with this format for four five years at least so i don't see that changing uh, or at least hope, i hope it doesn't because what he said i i feel makes sense that you give it a run at least and then you see you know whether it works or not on the on the point of ranji trophy itself i mean i mean this this was quite a point of uh, debate during the australian series where uh, uh, where some of the commentary was quite derogatory uh, but the larger point about the standard of ranji trophy itself uh, is something that i'm a little uh, what do you call it? i find it a little tricky to to assess Uh, is it is it that ranji trophy still maintains the standards as before and the other first class structures are falling apart or is it just a bowlers era for instance you look at teams like uh, like england where deadly made his debut recently his first class average is like 36 odd you look at sri lanka where uh, for instance nashada fernando made his debut his average is like 37 majority of australian players uh, are below 40 uh, west indies is no different but but ranji trophy still seems to be producing these 50 plus averages quite comfortably i wouldn't say at any more alarming rate than before it's this producing pretty much at the same rate as before do you see that as the strength of ranji trophy i i don't know whether we can actually compare to the other systems i mean just because of how huge the ranji trophy is and uh, you know the again there is the the quality difference within the ranji trophy itself i think the uh, might be huger than within any other first class system that is there if you take the top ranji teams i'm sure they'll be able to compete with the top teams elsewhere but uh, the plate group teams for instance can't you know you can't put them in in a uh, australian first class system and expect them to compete <clears throat> but so i i don't know whether it makes sense even to you know compare the ranji trophy averages with first class averages elsewhere that This you is, can't do no no my it, question is a little different uh, that you can't do but that was always true like an ajay sharma's yeah. average cannot be compared with let's say even mark was but uh, but there was a period in australian cricket where a 50 average was not this unthinkable benchmark in first class cricket um, hmm. right now only kawaja has it and borderline but there's nobody else anywhere in the vicinity so which means there's a dramatic drop either in the in the standards of batting or a dramatic rise in the quality of bowling but it seems to me more like a fall in stocks in batting and that seems to be a reasonably widely prevalent scenario in first class system uh, setups across countries but ranji trophy seems to be an exception in the sense that relative to its own past it's able to maintain that standard of batting maybe this would make for an interesting actually uh, like numbers based study no Uh, just to see like what are the median scores of ranji or median averages or something like that and whether those have fallen we, hmm. we it it might be I, i have no idea if this is true or not it, i'm just saying it might be that uh, we see still you know 10 people with 50 plus averages and we think that yeah ranji trophy is still producing 50 plus averages but maybe actually overall batting Uh, uh level has also fallen in the ranji trophy but we just don't realize it because there's just so many more batsmen good excellent do you have uh, uh, i mean formally for the podcast do you have anything else to discuss no uh, i just wanted to go back to that first point where you said three points no uh, oh, yeah. that uh, the second Batch point basically yeah 
it, it the second point encompasses everything including the fact that what a logistical uh, challenge it is to do this not just uh, in terms of arranging grounds and all for the matches but arranging competent scorers and most important competent umpires yeah, yeah. and and the thing is that if you don't have enough competent umpires what was happening here was the umpires were under a much greater load because you have a lot more matches to cover in that same time frame and obviously it will tell at some point yeah. uh, so which is also could be have been a contributing factor i mean there's no way to accurately you know measure this but it could have been a contributing factor towards uh, seeing all these wrong decisions uh, especially in the latter stages Hmm. and we don't even know how many wrong decisions there are because half of it is not televised more than half hmm. yeah that was the <laughs> so i i found it a little amusing that uh, in the year of the world cup where uh, where we have compressed the the international cricket teams hmm. and which was predominantly done uh, with india leading the way uh, bcc has been asked to turn around and look inwards and expand and become more accommodating in ranji trophy which is kind of amusing it's all part of the grand plan where uh, if the other nations ditches will have enough teams to compete ourselves oh okay fair enough so loda is also like a very it's got a nationalistic <laughs> view you're saying <laughs> yeah well that brings us to the end of this podcast on this year's ranji trophy thank you saurab a for covering the tournament beautifully and b for joining us uh, we'll be back with another episode on another topic shortly thanks for listening bye ice to the world season rise when i gain